Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. So, Craig, I got a would you rather for you. (laughs) Okay, all right. What is the worst crime you would commit if you can guarantee that once you commit it, that crime will cease to exist? It will never happen again. Insurance fraud. Easy peasy. <laughs> I'm Let me tell you. The, actually, um, I feel like the I feel like the perfect crime that I could ethically do, but is still worth my time to get rid of, is definitely a white collar crime. Oh no, I'm uh, murdering somebody. <laughs> if it's not murder, it's some other unspeakable felony. Um, no, I would want to get rid of like tax evasion or um you know a political ref or like a political abuse something like that i'd want to get something out of the system but the the thing is is a lot of stuff in the system is not illegal so it's not a crime like not paying taxes they're doing it legally you know what i mean so if you have to commit something that's a crime that's illegal you have to break the law what law are you breaking and you know what? I don't have to worry about all those big crimes because clearly you're willing to take one for the team. Dude, so I'll, you, I'll hear, I will take somebody's life and no, I can't do and or because it's too <laughs> yeah. niche. I can't I can't lock out niche crimes, but I'm, I'm committing a felony 100 percent. And if I can serve like 20 years, that's how I know I did a good one. <laughs> yeah, you handle all the street level crime. I'll take care of all like the systemic crimes. Yeah, dude. Imagine I commit, I kill somebody. There's never another murder again. Not only am I the last murderer, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but I saved millions of people's lives. So I also want to say that <laughs> there definitely needs to be a superhero movie where I, this needs to be a superhero movie where like one half of the movie is Batman trying to commit the final crime. And then the other half of the movie is just the big short, <laughs> just right. woven interchangeably. I mean, there's a bunch of unspeakable things, right? Oh yeah. If, mm-hmm. if you could make sure those never happened again, the world would just be a better place forever. Yeah. Like if you were the last like cartel mule, you know, that would be, that'd be something. Right. If you were the last Catholic priest, <laughs> you'd save a lot of people's lives. And maybe that would be an amazing, like, plea defense in court is just like, uh, Alex, you've been sentenced for 20 years for being a Catholic priest. And you're just like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. This isn't insanity, but right. hear me you're out. Like, Since I committed this crime six months ago. Any new cases? No, you're welcome. Yeah. They'll just <laughs> so be like, about- it's because you were doing all of them. You were the guy. <laughs> Alex, you only had to do it once. Why are there 14 charges against you? What? Right. Well, Dude, I'll freaking take that heat, man. It sucks, but I'll be a superhero. Oh, definitely. Rec- you'd be- I want to know if history books... That would be like where a history book's bias would definitely show, where it's like, what chapter do they put you under? Do they put you under, like, you know, 21st century innovators, or do they put you under, you know... Well, you get your own chapter, definitely. Also, it'd be a kind of big... It'd be a bit of a bummer 
for them to be like, yeah, after that one black guy robbed that store, no one ever did again. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, I mean, it's a bad look. I'm not going to lie. But uh, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Um, Alex, do you want to talk about our movies? Let's talk about our movies, man. In time for Valentine's Day. Just in time for Valentine's Day, we're talking about hooking up with strangers. This is uh, our second week in uh, Twin Month. Twin movies, our... This is our second week in Twin Month. Twin Month is where we... Am I broken? Is my brain malfunctioning? Now that you've mentioned it... It has to stay in the podcast, yeah. I love when that happens. Take three. Take three. This is week two of Twin Month, where we focus on twin movies. Twin movies are movies with very similar plots, released in a very similar time frame, but released by two completely different studios. Uh, This happens more frequently than you think. Usually it's because somebody pitches a movie to one studio, they get denied, and then the studio writes it anyway. Um, This, like you said, just in time for Valentine's Day, we are looking at No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits. So if you don't want to hear us talk about either of these movies with full spoilers, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code 3417. So we're going to start off with No Strings Attached. It came out in January. Uh, Friends with Benefits came out in July. Of 2011, let's be clear. 10 yeah, years ago. In <laughs> 2011, you know. Um, ironically enough... Ashton Kutcher is in one of them. Mila Kunis is in the other. And they were having a baby together. Um, so very it's not like soon. They... I don't think I think this was like right at I think they their relationship started like right after these movies came out. So yeah, they I weren't they, ha- they might have had a baby. Dude, I'm not looking it up. I don't care. <laughs> but I'm just going to say I think they had a baby together in like 2012. It's very the timing is very funny to look at when you're like. Oh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, one of the most like wholesome public relationships of all time, and they were in a movie about friends with benefits, but not with each other. Right. Uh, um, I mean, and I just want to say real quick, yeah. this might be this might be showing my cards a little too much right now, and we'll see how I feel about it when I'm in the editing room. But as someone who just is a little uncomfortable with the concept of casual sex. Uh, didn't have much to relate to in these movies. <laughs> See, I've never been a fan of casual sex because sex is too much of a big deal. But your boy, I mean, I've also been married for almost four years and I dated her for two years before that. So I've been out the game for six years now. Um, prior than that, in my high school life, your boy was a makeout artist. So that would be my quote unquote friends with benefits thing is, hey, do you want to hug and kiss sometimes? (laughs) You know, but it was never like maybe once or twice, but it was never like I'm calling you up right now. I really need someone to kiss. Yeah. Can you drive over to my house and I have to leave a party? This happened once. I have to leave a party to go kiss some girl somewhere and then leave. The stakes were a little lower in high school. Yeah, man. Um, (laughs) But it was also like at the same time, there's things that everyone knows are going to happen. You can't. It's so difficult to be physical with somebody and then not have emotions. It's addressed in both of these movies. Where to the point where they even say, 
oh, that never works out. Like that line yeah, verbatim. Is, so, and that happened in real life too. When the stakes were low, that happened. And yeah. for a significantly shorter period of time. So, who? and I'm also, I don't look as attractive as either one of these dudes. And so, they're not super attractive either. So that means I'm even lower than that. So like they're dealing with celebrity problems. The fact that one of them, you know, is a rich kid and the other one is also a rich kid, but worked for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, first world problems, bro. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about no strings attached specifically. This one is the Ashton Kutcher, Natalie Portman one. Um. This one, I just felt generally uncomfortable for most of this movie. Um, Ashton Kutcher is, you know, the son of a Hollywood star. He's trying to make it as a writer, but he's kind of just stuck being assistants on set. And, you know, long story short, he runs into Natalie Portman at a party and they're just like, oh, do you want to I remember you from summer camp yeah. when we were freshmen or something. Yeah. And so like, do you want to hook up and just kind of be that thing? And- and, you know, that goes on for a while. Um, and let me tell you, they really hammer down the point that they are having sex a lot. Yeah. And there you know are... what? It, it didn't, it didn't, I wouldn't say it didn't bother me, but I didn't notice how often they were doing it. Oh, I really did. Yo, there was a lot. There was a lot. Um... <laughs> Yeah, dude, this movie had some funny parts, though. Like, I love Jake Johnson's character so much. Yes, he he really is playing Nick from New Girl, but mm-hmm. alongside Ashton Kutcher instead of Zoe Deschanel. It's the same character. I so bet you, you when he did New Girl, he goes, oh, I've done this before. I know no. I know what this is like. Um, The writer for this was a producer on New Girl. Oh, makes sense. She um, might even be like the showrunner. So they there's a cut to them. In the beginning, it's kind of confusing because it's like 10 years earlier, one year earlier now. Yeah, there's a weird kind of like timeline thing about it all. Um, When they were in college, neither one of them looked like they were in college. Yeah. I'm like, it, both of you guys are so obviously in your 30s. I feel like Natalie Portman is in a lot of movies that require her to look younger for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And whenever they do that, they always just lighten her hair. And do right. nothing else. So she doesn't look younger. She just looks worse. <laughs> yeah, dude. Another weird thing that happens in this movie is like it comes up in conversation that they've had sex before. And you're like, okay, that's weird. And she's like, I was 14. Get over it. And I'm like, 14? You were 14? <laughs> what are you talking about? I hadn't even seen boobs yet at 14. Yeah. Like, or- What? Um, the only, I only have one note that I wrote down for this movie and it's the fact that, so Emma is, um, a med student and like early stages in her, uh, what is it called? Residency Residency. in in her residency. And she is like the, the excuse that she uses for not being in a relationship is I work 80 hour weeks. I don't, I don't have time to be with somebody you know, this, that, and the other. Which is a good excuse. It's a good excuse, except, boy, howdy, is she sleeping with him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, you are working two full jobs every week. Is 
every second you're not sleeping, sleeping with him. Well, the thing is, it's only 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it makes sense. Logistically, it holds up, but it he's is really, he's really putting in the legwork for right. this. And I feel like that's kind of like, um, the, the general vibe of this movie is he wants this as a relationship more than she does. There are times where she wants it more than he does. And it's always, they can never agree on when they always have to blow off steam. She suggests, no, you should go sleep with a stranger and then come back and we can start this up again. And, but neither of them can go through with it. And it's like, Oh, you really were meant for each other. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) Right. It was just a weird connection. I didn't feel any chemistry between them. I think Ashton Kutcher was pulling was pulling hard in this movie. He was doing a lot of the legwork chemistry-wise in this movie. Well, I think it's very easy because he's such a dude. Yeah. That, like, it is very believable for him to fall in love with a hot girl. It <laughs> yeah. is significantly <laughs> less believable for a hot girl doctor to be interested in him. Yeah, that's fair. Um, um, also, weird move to invite him to your dad's funeral. Weird move. Weird move to invite him and not tell him that it's a You're funeral. Like, hey, I have this weird thing. You want to come tomorrow? He goes, yeah, man. He's drunk. I'll totally he's, come. Yeah. So he's at this funeral, hungover, and in a yellow and blue Michigan Wolverines jacket at a yeah, funeral. And so... Hey Emma, you could have given him. An, you could have at least given him a heads up to wear yeah, black. So uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. Um, um, Greta Ludacris is in this movie. We pulled two very different actors that we were surprised were in this movie. Um, let's talk about Ludacris first. Yes, Ludacris probably has the most appearances on our podcast. if i had to bet on a person when we started this thing who was just gonna keep coming up it wouldn't be him being in five fast and furious movies no more it has to be more than that at this point right dude we've we can't go back i can't think about it (laughs) um so yeah ludicrous i mean this is kind of like when he tried to do more acting but like wasn't landing anything significant outside of fast and furious it just doesn't help that he's never going to be a leading man no it really doesn't and there's only so many best friends you can play in sidekicks (laughs) and he's not the best friend in this movie he is the tertiary friend in this movie (laughs) yeah it was one of those things that man we can't make all of his friends white do we yeah. know anybody <laughs> cool who's also not going to blow up our movie's budget? And be like, well, <laughs> Ludacris is worth like forty grand, and like, sweet. Fast sign. Five hasn't come out yet, right? Um, but yeah, Greta Gerwig was the one that surprised me. Um, mm. She is the director of both Wonder Woman movies and the newest Little Women, and like, I knew she had done some acting stuff before. I just kind of figured it was all like indie artsy stuff. So to see her as Natalie Portman's roommate, I was just like, all right, I guess. And also starts dating Jake Johnson. Yeah, I did not understand that storyline at all. Yeah, and it was very much like we need to give the best friend something to do. Let's let's, you know, put two secondary characters with each other. Um, 
the so I normally don't like her in stuff that she's in, but I was pleasantly surprised with Mindy Kaling. I I genuinely enjoyed her in this movie. Um, she's not in a lot of it. I she, was on she, the fence. Mindy Kaling plays the same person in everything. Yeah, just like wearing a different costume. Right. So who knows, man. I feel like she held her own a little bit more in this movie than she does in other things. That being fair, I just I do want to say I haven't watched the Mindy Project. I'm sure she's great in that, but as far as like movies, she is she very she is also a best friend archetype, right? Um, and she she just does a good job in this one. I, I all things considered, she was one of the better parts of this movie. Oh, um, she was one of my least. Isn't it that she's one of my least favorite parts? Take her out, keep her in. I don't care. Sure. I uh, overall sh- whatever. Yeah. I didn't like this movie. I thought this movie was boring and dumb and not funny. See, uh, I start off this movie because I haven't seen either one of these. I start off that way towards the end. I'm like, this movie's pretty good. Yeah, I know that movie never won. This movie never won me over. It was one of those movies where I feel like we have gone through the entire relationship cycle, and there's still 40 minutes left. Yeah, so I thought that for of, both movies. I just I paused both movies at where I thought, okay, there's only ten minutes left. We're halfway. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that's really kind of where the content can make or break this these kinds of movies. Where I, um, in both of these movies, there's there's a part where they both want a relationship, but then something happens that drives a wedge between them. And now neither of them wants anything to do with the other. And so they're kind of like trying to play phone tag, but they're denying each other's calls mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And like it's 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 the wall they hit before they make up. And that goes on for, in my opinion, way too long in this movie. Right. There's both these movies were very short. All things for, considered. Yeah. For adult movies. For movies for adult, like if this was animated, yeah. But they're one's one hour forty eight minutes, one's one hour forty nine minutes. You know, yeah. And I'm like, these movies could have been fifteen minutes shorter. Yeah. Oh, I do want to say this movie specifically. I knew this movie wasn't gonna be my movie when the driving force to give Ashton Kutcher character motivation was the fact that his dad was hooking up with his ex girlfriend. I thought that was hilarious. I was not. A I fan thought that, of that was so funny. I'm like, what? It's definitely like one of those like absurdist type moves, and I I just did not latch onto this one. Um, also, talk about characters that could have just been completely erased from this movie. I think his name is like Adam or something like that. Where um, it's this guy that Natalie Portman like does her rounds with and like is essentially partners with during her residency. Oh, is that the, uh, that the, like the Prius guy, um, the five so, dates. No, that's the next movie. Um, <laughs> man, the, I, it was bound to happen. The eighties yeah. movies are very similar. No, there's this guy that Natalie Portman, uh, works with. And she very clearly, like, he very clearly has a crush on her. She is, like, hesitant, but not that much to Mm -hmm. return the crush. And there's this really awkward scene where I'm pretty sure his name is Adam. Where Adam, no, Adam is Ashton Kutcher. That's my bad. Um, 
But regardless, this coworker goes up to Ashton Kutcher and he's like, hey, you can sleep with Emma all you want. I do oh, not care. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you guys are through, she'll be crawling back to me and I'm going to give her the life that she deserves. Right. That was the last scene that he was in. And it was 45 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was. I can't rebuttal because there are these movies are too similar. I'm getting them confused. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so just that character was stupid. It was a stupid confrontation. Um, I did not like most of the character interactions in this movie. It covers a topic that I'm not a fan of personally. So all in all, this movie had to fight uphill and it lost. I'm giving this movie a 6.75. I'm giving this movie a flat five. This movie's good, bro. It, it's Yeah, it's good. I'm going to stick by that. It's good. I okay. liked it. I would watch it again. Um, and it's one of those things. Here's the thing what I've realized with Natalie Portman. I'm not sure if I like Natalie Portman or if every character she plays is my type. <laughs> okay. And that might be the case. Because there's actors that I I like. Like, I like Michael B. Jordan. I don't think I, in real life, I don't think I like Michael B. Jordan. I just sure. think every time he plays a dude, I'm like, me and him would be friends. Yeah. So I think that's what happened with Natalie Portman. I think this is just one of those things where I'm like, listen, man, this girl's about her business. She's really smart. She's like ambitious and she's taking her, taking care of herself. I respect that. Yeah. Aston Kutcher is so average, bro. It's crazy. How I think it's just the fact that he's funny. Like, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Yeah, maybe. But anyways, this movie slaps. I would watch it again. Um, Now, Friends with Benefits. I feel like we're about to swap because Friends with Benefits was my preferred between the two of these. This movie was so bad. No way. It was bad, bad, bro. Nah, I liked this one. made me think, I don't know if I can finish it. Wow. This movie, the dialogue was uncomfortably bad um i don't know i didn't i didn't i i thought this movie was funnier i think that this movie had better jokes and like the interactions felt better i know how to put it this felt way too much like a movie yeah the other one was real life this one was like i get it they even reference well if this was a real movie this is what would happen like yeah well you're in a movie like, well, if this was a rom-com, this would happen. If this was a movie, this would happen. I'm like, you guys are in a movie, and all these things can happen because you're a big-budget film. And the amount of... There's a lot of celebrities in this movie. Yeah. Like, a bunch. And I... It was... I'm like, it was it was wild. Shout out Sean White. Sean White for being in this movie twice. I loved that, actually. Yes. Um, Talk about bits about parents that I really didn't like. The uh, MILF mom hitting on the the, <laughs> the boyfriend. Didn't like that. That was weird. Um, I didn't mind it just because I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, it was just annoying. I'm like, this is this is too similar to what everyone has already seen. Yeah. Um, I really liked Woody Harrelson's character in okay, this movie. I, he, was, he carried this movie for me. He's Woody reason... Harrelson is so good in this. So his, good, char- dude. His character is very simple. It's silly. It's goofy, and he like, and he plays it like completely normal. Is he does he doesn't take it to an extreme. Mm-hmm. It's just this is just. If you had told me that was just Woody Harrelson's personality, 
I'd I'd have to believe you. Yeah, dude. Uh, it was it, he was so funny. Um, I think that Mila Kunis is a very funny actress. I think I just like her comedy style. Mm-hmm. Um, she toes that line between being kind of like that, like she kind of, she almost gives off like a beer girl aesthetic, but right. Like one of the guys. Yes. She, she, I think she has a really good blend between one of the guys and actively smart and funny. Um, a hard part for me with this movie with her, dude, I'm just going to blame it on the writers and I'm not going to attack anybody's acting, even though that was also bad. The writing felt way too, this is what rom-coms are supposed to sound like. Okay. And it didn't, I didn't know. I don't like, I like Mila Kunis most times. I think, I don't know. I've seen a lot of bad movies with her in them. (laughs) So I can't really tell. Um, But she keeps getting roles, so she must be good. Maybe I don't know anything. But it was annoying, her interactions with Justin Timberlake. Because Justin Timberlake and The Social Network and this Justin Timberlake are not dissimilar. I've never Um, seen Social Network, so. Oh, well, he also is heavily involved in a tech company. Sure, um, yeah. And very high, very confident. And it was, this was annoying how these two interacted. I didn't feel there was any chemistry between these two. Like, See, I felt the opposite. I really, because I, whenever I watched these two interact, I, this might sound like a critique, but it's not. I really enjoyed their friendship more than anything else. Like, I really enjoy watching a friendship that has really, that has fun banter, is willing to kind of like play like play around with the dynamic of the relationship. I felt like they just had a good friendship and they were there for each other and they helped each other. And it felt for all intents and purposes, it felt like a pretty healthy relationship. Um, Things obviously complicated that, but from the moment they met and like, she took him out to the flash mob and everything. It, I instantly felt that, at least platonic connection. So I was there to see whatever they wanted to develop. I was there for that. Yeah. For me, it's just, I got lost in the cartoon dialogue. For okay. me, I'm just like, I can't, there's not a single part of me that believes this could happen in real life. You brought him into New York for a job and you're going to sell him on New York, which I love that idea. I feel yes, like that, definitely. that's real. Like the job is whatever you can get wherever you want. Sell me on the city, which is cool. But then you went on a date, and let's pretend it wasn't a date, because it was so obviously a date. You took him to all these places, and you took him to a place you've never been before, and you've known this guy for less than 24 hours. So that was all way too, quote-unquote, movie for me. Their dialogue, their banter. I'm like, you don't know this guy. There's no chemistry. There's no inside jokes you should have already. Like, this crazy thing we're doing right now, where I tell a joke and you tell a joke, and I text you that you have the job right when you come down. And we're just friendly. I'm like, that doesn't happen in real life. I've made friends fast, but this was so, un- it was uncomfortably unnatural. Unnaturally uncomfortable. I was okay with this movie being a little movie. I agree that when movies reference movie stereotypes, that's a little cringe. Wasn't a right. fan of that. But it, I just think that that's a mo- that, that is a cheesy rom-com letting itself be cheesy. And... I'm okay with that. I really do not mind 
there and I thought the I really liked the dynamic that um the the family dynamic that Justin Timberlake had. Um I feel like very rarely do rom-coms give like a pretty serious subject matter and handle it pretty well, I think. I'll freaking fight anybody about why Alzheimer's had to be included in this movie. I mean, for it didn't almost, have to be included. For almost comedic purposes. It was I didn't feel like it was weird. for comedic purposes. I really felt like that there like I thought a lot more about Justin Timberlake's character while he was with his family. I really like it was Mila Kunis seeing Justin Timberlake in a dynamic that he was not comfortable in, but him letting down that wall anyway, her kind of like helping him with that. And like, that's kind of where we get that first moment of real intimacy and like real emotional intimacy is like, Hey, you're seeing me in a place that I do not like to be in because he still clearly has not like gotten comfortable or like accepted the fact that his dad is like, you know, mentally deteriorating and is doing embarrassing things. Like he's not like vibing with that. And so I think that them being together for that part, it was, it was part of, it was part of why I liked their friendship was because they were together in those moments. Dude, I'd every time I thought I was getting pulled in, I remembered, oh, this would never happen. Oh, you guys have been friends for two months. You're going to go fly out to LA to meet his family. Like, see, the, here's the thing is, is this movie made that feel like that wasn't weird. And the other movie, hey, you want to do something crazy? And then the next day you go to my dad's funeral. That movie was like, and that was weird. But this movie, I'm just like, there's a bunch of weird stuff happening. Like the whole nephew setting his clothes on fire bit. <laughs> then I'm like, what? We're not going to talk about how weird that is? Or, hey, my mom's going to try and get with you bit. And we're not going to. It was, there was a lot. There was a lot. And for me, it just wasn't believable. And it was, there's movies that are intentionally not believable. Like we just got done watching Ants and Bugs Life. You know, it doesn't need to be super realistic. But for this, I'm like, it was, it took me out of it. Because they bounce back and forth between comedy cheesiness and let's get real for a second. Let's talk about intimacy. And then let's hop back into the bits. And it just lost me, bro. Yeah, I guess, like, I think when you watch these movies, it really comes down to, like, what you want out of a rom-com. Um, because I think that these kind of showcase the differences in them. Like, you have a more realistic grounded kind of rom-com and then you have a rom-com that accepts the fact that it lets itself be a little cheesy and it plays into the tropes and um normally i'm not one for rom-com tropes um but i thought that this movie was funny enough to where i was able to look over some of that stuff um overall i yeah i i was pleasantly surprised by this movie i went into this movie expecting to also give this one a five like no strings attached but like i said pleasantly surprised this this one is my 6.75 and this one's a five high four i was four seven five five it's just like i I can't watch this again bro and the thing is is if you read the reviews more people agree with you so i went into this being like well i'm not gonna like no strings attached and i saw no strings attached i'm like yo this is pretty good which means i'm Definitely not going to like the next movie. (laughs) And I was right, bro. Yeah. Um, 
this was also this is also like Justin Timberlake's last live action movie. Um, That's fine. Totally cool with it. Whoever, whoever casting director somewhere decided, hey, he shouldn't be anything else. You made the right decision. I mean, I'd like, I'd like to see him in something that's not trolls. That that's the statement that I'm gonna put out. I want him to be in a goofy movie. I don't want him to play real characters. Sure, because it's distracting. If he could be like, um, in something like Ella Enchanted, yeah, where it's in a real world. But it's so obviously not real. I think that would be a really good spot for him. Um, he was he was in that uh, Lonely Island movie, Pop Star, um, oh, where he yep. where he I think he played a fish in a like, he, he played a guy in a fish suit that was just like waiting for his grant entrance. And I'm like, that's it. That's what I want to see Justin Timberlake do. Right. Just g- anything he does with the Lonely Island, I'm there for. Or is the just short play answer. a version of yourself. Like normally that would annoy me, but if it gets done a lot, it will annoy me. He doesn't play. He doesn't act very much. Um, so it's not super bad. Like I don't, I'm, he's not going to be at the rock level forever. So like, yeah. I'm sick and tired of seeing the rock play the same character, but I haven't seen Justin Timberlake play himself a lot. So if he was in some more stuff, it's whatever. So Craig, what's up of the two couples, which ones, which couple was your favorite? And if you could mix match them, would you? I mean, obviously, I preferred the JT Mila Kunis couple more. Right. And I don't think I would mix match them. See, I am the exact same, but opposite. I like, I'm the exact same, but opposite. I wasn't going to call you on that, but yes, that's Um, bonkers. I like Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher. Even while I was watching the movie, I'm like, I don't like Ashton Kutcher. Then I saw what this movie could have been, and I'm like, Ashton Kutcher did a great job. Um, yeah, I like them as a couple more, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I think that Ashton and Mila could have worked out. JT and Natalie Portman would never I work. hated Natalie Portman's character. It really just came down, it just comes down to, I did not like her character. Oh, see, man, it worked. Worked for me. Yeah. All right, Alex, do you want to give me an improv segment? I got an improv segment for you. It's a new one. We're doing All this right. resolutions. I'm introducing new stuff, and this one's called Sling and Slang. we're going to have a regular conversation, but we're going to use sayings that have never existed before and allergies that have never existed before and slang that's never existed before. This sounds awful. This is a recipe for disaster in more ways than one. Feel free to use an accent if you want. I won't. (laughs) So we're just going to have a conversation and see if we can just start slinging that slang. Okay, then I'll start with a conversation that I uh, kind of wanted to do during the the movie portion. Sure. Um, uh, how do you feel about uh, you? You complain about the Rock always playing himself, but he is going to be Black Adam soon, who is very much not the Rock. So, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm very excited for him to you know open that door and slang it against the threshold. Really um, hyping up this word slang for a multitude of reasons. I'd, would you like to expand on that? Actually, yeah, forget it's a lot. Here, you know what? This is just like when your mom um, does your laundry and it smells different. Okay, <laughs> it's it's just like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I remember, I remember, you know, uh, my mom doing my laundry. Because like I went and visited over the weekend, and my mom decided to be the nice person, and like she did a little bit of my laundry, and I, I sniffed it, and I'm like, 
man, this just smells like the dog's backyard. Um, and I'm like, mom, what did you put in this? And she's like, ah, you know, the same old nothing other. Dude, and this goes back to (laughs) The Rock, man. I'm excited for a new fish, you know? It's been the same thing over and over again. I'm ready to see a shark be a barracuda, you know? Because it gets boring, and I'm ready for something different. Especially with comic book movies, like, you see 4-3-2-1 blast off, but now we're ready for like, you know, we, we're ready to watch him swim up the waterfall. Dude, and here's the thing, is I am deathly terrified that he's going to hop in this role and we're going to see him again. It's going to be like looking in the mirror when the reflection behind you. It's going to drive me nuts. So he better be just a little different. I just don't want to recognize him. If they can do work some, you know, Marvel, DC, backwards, upside down magic. I would be on board. Just don't let me see The Rock, dude. Yeah. Give me something different. Because I remember the last time we watched a The Rock movie, and you were like, that's The Rock. And I said, you're right, Alex, that's The Rock. We've been watching this movie for 90 minutes. And, uh, you know, the way I saw your hat spin off your head, it was it was quite the sight to see. Bro, I almost flipped my eyeglass lenses. I was so confused. And here's the thing that annoys me the most about The Rock. This dude can do whatever he wants. He's got more money than Moses, bro. And it's annoying that he's like, I'll just be myself. Do you know who else is themselves all the time? Cheetahs. And that gets on everybody's nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that concludes Sling and Slang. We're bringing that back so many times. Dude, I don't even... That is so much... Ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you to play that with your friends. It is. It might not be fun to listen to, but it is so much fun to do. Because you start like a normal analogy, and you're like, man, I gotta spin this somehow. (laughs) Highly recommend. That was Sling and Slang. We're bringing it back. All right. um, Alex, our middle segment is uh, some poorly described plots. Um, I think this is new for the podcast, but not a, not a revolutionary idea in the slightest. Um, I'm going to tell you the plot of a movie, except I absolutely butchered it, and uh, you got to see it. you got to tell me what the movie is. I'm just hoping um, I've seen the movie. Yes, mm-hmm. I made sure that you are at the very least familiar with these movies and I this is not impossible. Okay, all right? sounds good. A lot of these are podcast movies. And a lot of these are just movies you know. All right. So an alcoholic gains the wavering trust of a teenager and a blacksmith. And together they take down the alcoholic's former boss, rescuing his coworkers from a cursed fate. Golly, dude. <laughs> the, this uh, I, um, I will tell you right now. This is a this is a movie we've watched on the podcast. I will help you narrow that. Is this down. Pirates of the Caribbean? This is this is the first Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what's hot, bro. That right. was that was tricky. Yeah. Um. This one is not. Um. This one is not a podcast movie. We talked about it a little bit, but it's not like we didn't review it. Um, After years of stalking a younger girl, a senior in high school manipulates her family into welcoming him into their home by pretending he was best friends with their son, who had just committed suicide. 
His mom finds out and gets mad at him, not because of the manipulation, but because he was choosing this new family over her. Um... I'm going to be real. While you think about this, I'll just tell you. Uh, the re- the main reason I started this segment is because I wanted to roast this movie specifically. I don't know. What is this? This is Dear Evan Hansen. I thought so. So when you said suicide, I'm like, this is definitely Dear Evan Hansen. This has been made into a movie, right? Yep. It came out in like November. Okay. Yeah. I thought so. But I am so vague. The only thing I know about that movie is someone kills himself. And then a guy pretends he was friends with that guy to get with their sister. That is Is correct. that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all I know about the movie. I know the name Evan Hansen. Yeah. I know they're high schoolers and hey, they're probably quick. white. Correct on all accounts. Um, Real quick. I want to guess. Uh, uh, do you think Evan is the manipulator or the guy that kills himself? Okay, so obviously, <laughs> right, in order to fabricate this friendship, one guy had to write letters, yes. right, to yep. show communication. Now, uh-huh. the question is, is he showing this family that we're friends because these are the letters I have received from your dead brother? Or is the is this just a metaphor for dear dead person? Here's what I'm going through right now. No, it's literal. The- it's literal. <laughs> I literally don't know. I um, these uh, the manipulator is Evan Hansen. It is. It is. Okay, uh, that was yeah. just a fifty-fifty shot in the dark, man. And what's wild about it is, um, these aren't letters; these are emails to each other. So oh. they have. So they have his. So they have like his like tech friend go in and backdate a bunch of emails, and I'm like, that is so wild. That, you know, this 17-year-old is going to backdate through Google, you know, all these emails from both recipients. I'm like, this is nonsense. Dude, this let me sucks. tell you something. You're going to get caught. Yeah. And he did. You're going to get caught, first thing. He did. Second thing, when you want to involve conspiracy, or there's another word. Uh, yeah, sure. When you're starting a conspiracy, involve as little people as possible because people can't keep secrets. No. Now, I don't know how this gets out. I really don't know. I don't know anything about this. I know the music's supposed to be good. And it's probably from the creators of something else. Yes. It is, so the music is good. The music is good. Um, yeah. And it is from the guys that wrote uh, The Greatest Showman. Yeah, that was a shot in the dark. I, I feel like most writers are from something else. No. Um, so I do want to I want to give one last thing about this movie. And it's not even about this movie. It's about the musical. Uh, when this movie came out and everybody was roasting it. The peop- the my least favorite take was when people were like, oh, the show wasn't even that good either. The only reason people thought it was good was because the music was good. And I'm like, yeah, that's part of the musical. If people are praising it for the music, that's fine. Dude, if, it's get- if it's getting nominated for music. We've talked about on this podcast how there are movies I only like because the music is good. So it is okay to roast a movie and still like the music from it. It was my least favorite take. Like, this show would have sucked if it wasn't for the music. Yeah, that's why they added music. I think a much harder stance to take is this movie was great except for the music. Yes, that is a wild. Uh, let's, let's do some more poorly described plots. We've been roasting sure. this movie for a while. Knowing his freedom is in jeopardy, a man desperately tries to join the ranks of a closed society. His merits are tested at almost every turn, but he is quickly looked at as the leader of this group. 
And despite unbearing control from those above them, he is willing to fight for this group to the bitter end. Django? No. Do you want to try again or do you want to call it? <laughs> this is a podcast movie. Lorax? Nope. Uh, is this it? is this is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> Bro. We've watched so many movies. Uh all right, this one's not a podcast movie, but yep. a, a washed-up writer is suddenly put in the spotlight when his wife creates a very detailed scavenger hunt. While solving each puzzle, this man is forced to deal with the morality of divorce, wealth, and sleeping with a 19-year-old. Gone Girl. This is Gone Girl, yes. Um, oh, <laughs> after magically transporting into an older body, a woman stops at nothing to break up a happy couple in order to get with the man she wants to be with. As she gets closer and closer to this man, her life so starts to fall apart around her, and she realizes that she might not be a good person after all. Dude, I don't know. This is a rom-com, if that helps. Only two things come to mind. Okay. And I don't think either one of them right. 17 again. All right. And Freaky Friday. All right, you were closer with 17 again. This is 13 going on 30. Oh, that's the same movie. Yeah, pretty 13 much. 13 going on 30, 17 again? Hey, it's the it's same movie. It's the same movie. movie, but opposite directions. Yeah. It, yeah, it's the same. After mandated therapy, a radical vigilante realizes that his previous way of life was not providing as much good to the public as he thought. Despite his personal change of heart, he still had to face the consequences from his former colleagues and and must earn the trust of those close to him again. Batman versus Superman? Nope, this is a clockwork orange. <laughs> Bro, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember a lot of that movie. I, uh, I, really, I think I'm, it was... I really, uh, <coughs> I really took the term mandated therapy and... Uh, Stretched its definition a yeah, little like, bit. It Therapy, man. That really threw me for a loop. <laughs> a passionate teacher is pushed to his limit as a student with great potential makes learning a challenge. Despite a very obvious care for the subject and to see this student do well, his unconventional teaching methods, mixed with this student's unwillingness to go along, makes for a difficult and sometimes unethical relationship. One of three things. Yep. Dead Poet Society. Okay. Um, Jack Black movie, the rock one. School of Rock. Or Goodwill Hunting. It is none of those. Golly. What is it? It is Whiplash. Man. <laughs> all, all this makes me feel is that all these movies are doing the same thing. Yes. Yeah. It really kind of puts into perspective uh, that it's really in the storytelling and not so much the story itself. Right. All right, this one's a little tricky, so think outside the box with this one. Uh, this is our last one. Despite retiring from his life as a seasoned criminal, a man is swept up in a political conspiracy and must go back to his roots to kill and steal in order to preserve his witness protection. He is teamed up with a former and bitter crewmate, as well as a new kid from the hood trying to make his way up in the world. Is this movie animated? Uh, no. Well, I mean... Uh, animated, yes. Movie, no. All right, one more time for all the marbles. Despite retiring from his life as a seasoned criminal, a man is swept up in a political conspiracy and must go back to his roots to kill and steal in order to preserve his witness protection. He is teamed up with a former and bitter crewmate as well as a new kid from the hood trying to make his way up in the world. No clue. This is the plot to GTA Five. <laughs> 
Facts. <laughs> I was leaning towards Invincible, and I'm like, he doesn't sure. team up with anybody. And th- that's it. Yeah. No, I'm just like, I was really hoping that you would pluck this just based on, like, plot alone like i put i put i put in a few the keywords i put in here were seasoned criminal and witness protection and like you've played through that game enough times to know but not the story mode i've only done yeah. story mode once that's why that was in 2013 um that was a poorly described plot uh this was very fun to write that's pretty good man we'll have to bring it back speaking of something we're never going to bring back we got a one-hit wonder and uh this one is called Raiding Other People's, or just let's just call it Raiding Creativity. And this one is the Reddit edition. Okay. We're going to look at people's usernames and just right. decide how they got that name and whether or not it was a good choice. Yeah. Okay. Just giving people backstories for them. Pepper Waluigi fan. Pepper Waluigi fan. What? Um, Pepper well, Waluigi fan. Obvi. Got it. Duh. Everyone is. Um, but the pepper, I, I, I want to say that maybe pepper is like this person's actual last name or first or, name. I'm thinking that as well. Or like maybe they have a name, maybe they have a name that sounds like a pepper. Um, and maybe they just kind of like incorporate that into all of their usernames. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I don't think it's a, let's talk about the username itself. I don't think it's a good one. Yeah, I, I feel like the whole Waluigi meme has kind of died out. It, it was funny while it was it was funny in 2016, but right. you can change your user. That's free. You can change that. You don't. You're good, actually. Yeah, I also I'll just say this right now. I am not a fan of usernames that piggyback on other things. If that makes sense, like if yeah. your name is just straight up, like if it's a reference to something. I'm well, cool if your that. name was, uh, if you wanted to use like the Justice League, you'd be like, well, yeah. you're taking someone else's cool idea and then just saying, I like that thing. Yeah. And, and so I do want to, I do want to add like a, a, a caveat. Like there is points for creativity for incorporating that. Cause like bug named bug likes Tinker Bell username, Tinker bug wrap that up in a bow. Nailed it. It's when it's like, I'm a Waluigi fan, so Waluigi is my username. Like, yeah. come on. All right, next one. Not going to lie. I'm going to tell you already, I like this. Okay. Stone Choker. Say that again? Stone Choker. Okay. That's fire, bro. It also reads kinky. Yeah, and I'm kind of cool with it because um, it's, not, it's not like explicit. No, it's not. I'm glad, and that's the cool thing is like I'm I'm about people being like this is who I am, dig it or don't. But also, I'm not gonna lay on grotesque detail of what I like. This is just yeah. like stone choker, bro. And I I think that's just metal. Do you look dope. into any of the any of these people's uh, post history at all? No, because what I don't want to do is like put out stone choker and then find out they're like a white supremacist and yeah. or like. Are a huge proponent for bestiality. So I, I'm going to distance myself from that and say, I've done no research. I haven't even clicked on these people's names. I just yeah. sorted from new and I'm scrolling. Okay. Next one. Nike sausage bacon. Zero out of 10. This person's just naming things. Yes. And I feel bad because we are roasting a real human person. I don't th- do th- this person probably has seven accounts. 
I'm sure one of them is good, just not this one. <laughs> um, what about? Okay, this one's interesting. Pinocchio story, Kanye. That's a lot of concepts to grasp at once. <laughs> so. It's definitely abstract, and I feel like they know what they're talking about. Yes, this feels like a reference that I don't get. Which, like, and the thing is, it's not cringy in the sense that, like, I disagree with it. It's just I don't get it. So, like, you know, if it works for you, it works for you. I think I like all three of those things separately. And I'm interested to see how they work together. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, underwater dungeon. I'm going to start off right now. Basic and stupid. Don't care. Basic, definitely. Um, it's. Are, are there any underscores or anything? Nope. Underwater um, dungeon, all lowercase. It's, it's a very simple concept to the point where I'm like... How has no one gotten this before yeah, this time? Yeah, but I mean like somebody had to get it for someone to not get it, you know what I mean? Right, but why is this not underwater dungeon 375, you know? Yeah, so um, this guy must have been like, he like they know what they're about. Man, I'm not about many things, but I am about underwater dungeons. Right. What about spank your cat? It's a good one. I actually like that. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that Okay. That one is like peak. That is the perfect Reddit username. I feel like because it's, it's a joke that is like just in just a touch inappropriate and otherwise just weird. So I think that it fits the Reddit niche very well. Right. I kind of dig it. I'm not sure though. I, I'm not I putting my name on that. I want... <laughs> Something I've never seen before. And I feel like all those things are very popular. Like this one, itchy underscore 18. Itchy 18. I kind of dig you it. See, when you see numbers, do you assume age made, year made, unimportant? Usually I'm going to use, it's somehow associated with their birthday. Yeah. So month, day, year. Sure. Um, Paper sculpting. That has to be an account like dedicated to paper paper sculpting. To like right? origami? Yeah. So I'm going to say that that is a practical one. And in fact, I'm going to double back to the underwater dungeon one. And maybe that one is practical as well. Maybe that place like posts like underwater caves or something like that. Yeah, I feel like that's stupid though. I d- doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Big? Okay. We're going to end it on this one. And to be honest... It's, who knows? Feeling butter. Again, it's that weird Reddit niche humor where it's like, it's weird. I wouldn't want to put my name on that, but like, I don't hate looking at it. And with that, that was a rating creativity Reddit edition. It's never coming back. And hopefully you guys didn't look those people up because they don't deserve it. Yeah. Except for Stone Choker that I personally vouch for that person. All right. Well, Alex, what else have you been watching? I finished season four of The Blacklist. Okay. Uh, I've, we've talked about this before. I'm past the point where it's good. Yes. And I'm just invested. And I think they're coming out with their ninth season. Oh, the show's still going. Yeah. I didn't know that when I started watching it. That's unfortunate. Um, I also thought there was going to be like six. Yeah, I I knew there were seven. I knew there were seven because uh, I think season seven was the one that got cut short for you know Mister Mister Rona. Um, oh, I thought you were gonna say something. No, controversial. 
Um, so I, I knew there was heaven, but the fact that there's still yikes. That's yikes. Yo, okay, hold on. Since we're kind of in our like uh, free balling segment, um, yeah, we're calling <laughs> the exiting segment from now on the free balling segment. So I like Big Brother. Big Brother is one of my favorite reality shows, but I don't love watching it because I hate reality personalities. Um, and so when they do, so they just started Celebrity Big Brother season three. Gross. How big are these celebrities? Bad. Um, so like they're almost all reality stars. Um, Todrick Hall from YouTube and also Lamar Odom. Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> Lamar Odom. Interesting. Yes. I am. Todrick Hall is so 2012, bro. I'm yeah. over it. And he's like, he's had a good career on Broadway and like he is a talented person. So I don't want to take that away from him. I'm but, taking that away from him. <laughs> he he used to be talented. He used I bet you he's still musically inclined. I'm just over it, bro. Yeah. Give me just, some new, fresh content. And Big Brother ain't it. I'm now drinking I'm I'm drinking Big Brother root beer. So there's eleven contestants on this show. Um, one, two, three, four of them are just TV personality, which is just code for reality star. Right. And then we got some sports people and like, like guys, I want to watch your show. Get more interesting people. Like season one of Celebrity Big Brother had James from Big Time Rush, um, the woman who let who originated um Tracy Turnblad in hairspray was that original role on Broadway. Okay. And that was all I cared about. Right. So, like, so we need one or two people from each possible demographic. Yeah. And like I'm not asking for you to get, you know, Michael B. Jordan in there, but like if you could throw in like maybe some like a good voice actor too, if you could get like um the if you could get the the blonde girl from Ozark. Um I mean she's blowing up right now. I know, but like I if you I think, can get her after season one. Yes, like that's what I want. As I want like people who are in good stuff, but like not quite like blown up, blown up. Right. I think that there's there's a demographic that we can still hit. Um so that's my rant about Big Brother. <laughs> Is a really cool concept with the worst personalities I've ever seen. Um, well, Craig. Yeah, that's kind of all I got. <laughs> I uh, I want to watch Shang-Chi. Do it. It's good. And I think I'm going to. But here's the thing, bro. If I watch Shang-Chi, that means I have to get back into Marvel. No, it doesn't. It stands alone. It means that... Because I've taken a pretty big break. I yeah. haven't even seen the new Spider-Man, bro. If I watch Shang-Chi... The new Spider-Man, Winter Soldier. If I go back and watch any of these, now I'm back in it, you know? And I don't know if I'm ready for that, dude. I kind of like just not having to keep up. Let me tell you, it's a lot of work. As someone who is keeping up, it's a lot of work. And I, I kind of just want to be like, yeah, I'll watch the new Batman. Because there's one. Yeah. And that's it, man. I'm already behind and catching up requires work and then staying caught up is a lot. And there's new movies coming out this year. That's how I feel. 
about TV shows. Like, I'm still behind on Book of Boba Fett. Apparently, the one that came out a week ago, as you're hearing this, was like the best episode of Star Wars TV in a very long time. And you know what? I I don't dislike the Book of Boba Fett. It's just sometimes sitting down and watching a TV show is a commitment, which is why I've only been watching The Simpsons. See, here's here's my take on that, bro. I will wait to watch a show till all the episodes are out. Sure, yeah. But there's a limit to how how long after all the episodes are out till you're before just it's like lost in the void. Lost in the void, and that's where I'm at with Loki. Lost in the void, bro. Yeah, but the thing is with Loki, it, you it'll come back into the void because there is going to be a season two. So do I just wait till season two? Not a bad option. Not a bad. If you're worried about your relationship with the void, waiting until season two is not a bad idea. Yeah, man. I just don't. Marvel was so cool when there was one movie a year, and now there's TV shows and and so much stuff to keep up with. It's a young man's game, bro. It is. It really is. And at 24, I think I'm <laughs> aging out. I am so glad that I am not a Marvel content creator because I see people on TikTok that have to like analyze each trailer and watch all the previews and all that. I'm like, no, thanks. I'll just watch the shows for fun and skip the ones that I don't want to watch. Like, what if? I'm pretty sure what if will play an integral role in Multiverse of Madness, but I do not care enough about that show to watch it. So you know what? I'm not gonna. Also, did, for Small and Tall, didn't you guys go and rewatch a bunch of Marvel stuff? I did it for personal stuff. Yeah, I the entire MCU up through Endgame. Actually, no, it's Spider-Man. Up through uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal Spider-Man. Um, that I do have solo episodes for that. It's a lot, bro. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. How many hours was that? Um, I mean, there's twenty. I think there was 26 at okay. the time. That's enough. Too much. <laughs> it's too much. And you know what? I don't want to be the old man who's like, well, you know, well, when are they going to st- stop making superhero movies? It, it's getting old. It's, dude, all I'm saying is it's time for me to get off the ride. Yeah, sure. Keep going without me. Maybe <laughs> I'll check in every once in a while, see how things are going. But I'm not, I can't, I can't do this, Mo. It's, yeah. It's so much. Shang-Chi and Eternals are both. They both benefit from the fact that these are setup movies. So if you wanted to watch those, you could just watch those and not care about what happens after. Um, you could appreciate those as standalone movies. But everything else, yeah, that's real heavy. Like, even Hawkeye is like, you need to have a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, dude. That's just so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to two men bicker for 15 minutes. Because yeah. that's what podcasts really are. DM us um, individually or whatever you want. Dude, you're, I hope you're an adult. Um, just let us know what you're watching. Have any recs for starting new stuff? Anything that might be overrated, underrated? Just let us know. Yeah. I'm interested. Next week, we are continuing our twin movie theme. We are watching Hercules and The Legend of Hercules. Now we're getting into the whole like, These are the same movies, even to the point of name. (laughs) And uh, I'm excited. Uh, I actually was kind of interested in that Rock Hercules movie 
So I'm glad that we're finally getting around to watching it. Neither of these have good ratings, but I have, I, I, I don't want to watch of the movies we've watched and are going to watch this month. This is, this is going to be my least favorite week. I hate, I so desperately don't want to see these movies. Yeah. But I'm but doing it for the content. It's for the content. Uh, anyway, I'm Craig Wells, AKA permanent handle. And that concludes our free balling segment. I'm yes. Alex Good, <laughs> a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next and week. And you know, oh. before... Oh, oh, There's a lot of you new listeners who don't understand why I say, tell your mom I said hi. It's because I'm your stepdad. I'm that guy who dips this in. This might be news to you. Hey, <laughs> remove whatever potential father figure you have in your life because you're now replacing them no, with No, no, no. I'm not here to replace your real dad. That person is meant to be in your life. I'm your stepdad. I'm who, when your mom wants to hang out, let loose, and can be herself, she comes talks to me. When you want a person in your life to come teach you some lessons, teach you how to throw a ball, swing a baseball bat, I'll be around sometimes, but that's probably a job for your real dad. I'm here. He's not going to tell you what he does for work. That's kind of a mystery. You just yeah. know he disappears between the six between the hours of six a.m. and six p.m. You're gonna have. I'm gonna be in your house, sleeping around on the couch in your mom's bedroom in the bathroom. One time kitchen. you found him slumped over the counter in the kitchen. It's gonna happen, and I'll be around every day for a month, and then one day you won't see me for three. And I'll come back and I won't have shaved and I'll have a long haircut. And then I'll be getting my life together in your house. That's my role as your stepdad. So it's been a long time, but I'm back. So tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.